Dateline, 17th of October, 2021. We're back. Uh, yes, we are. G'day, folks, and welcome to this strange little infrequent segment called The Australia Desk. And I think this would be, I don't know, Grant, maybe episode 4,397 of the airplane. I've kind of lost count. Oh, mate, I am so totally losing count. Do you know, Grant, uh, when we started doing this segment, I wasn't even 40 yet, and now I'm 50. What's going on? Yeah, well, you know, our kids, you know, your kids are married giving spawnlings, and mine's off living with his girlfriend. I mean, you know, what can we do? We're getting <coughs> mature. It could, look, it could be. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we, we, well, I note with great interest you're drinking water, which is something that never would have happened 10 years ago. Uh, I digress. Like, it's because I had a few beers over dinner and movie and all that kind of stuff, and I'm now in the aftermath, and uh, I think it's time for water. Well, anyway, speaking of water and things that sit on water, let's talk about all things naval aviation, Grant, and the Royal Australian Navy. Uh, they've decided to uh, put in an order for 12 more Seahawks. That's right. Uh, They already have 24 Romeos, MH-60Rs, and the Romeo is used in the anti-submersive warfare and anti-surface warfare and all the other kind of things that they do, but they're currently using NH-90s, aka MRH-90s here in Australia, to do the, uh, you know, shore to ship and all this kind of thing, and especially with the uh, LHDs, the uh, landing helicopter decks and all that kind of thing, the big pseudo-carriers we've got. And the problem is that the (laughs) MRH-90 just isn't working out for Navy. They're not happy with it. It isn't working. And so they've asked for more. MH60s. Now, logically, you'd think to replace the uh, MRH90, which has a tail ramp and multi-doors and all this kind of stuff, you'd probably go for an MH60 Sierra, wouldn't you? Because the Sierra's got huge space, double doors, all the kind of things you want when you're doing you know, ship to shore or ship to ship, vert rep and all that kind of thing. That'd be great if they still made them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, sir. You've nailed it. They don't make that anymore, so they're going with more uh, MH60Rs. And they'll be fitted for, but without, the primary anti-submarine warfare sensor, which is the Raytheon AQS-22 airborne low-frequency sonar. And so they're going to have all this stuff provisioned, but not fitted. And it's something that's causing a bit of fun in the Royal Australian Navy is that you've got these MH60Rs, the Romeos, and they're designed to go and hunt subs, do all this kind of stuff you know, warfare stuff. And when they want to use them to run people back and forth or vert rep and all that kind of thing, they have to take all this stuff out. So the question is, are they going to run a few out on the ships that they can take things in and out, which takes a lot of effort, or are they just going to leave them without? Hard to tell because we're increasing the number of surface vessels that could take a Romeo. So yeah, 12 new Romeos, 36 in total. They're going to boost the numbers out deployed on the fleet. Well, it's interesting too. And of course, uh, Australian Defence, uh, the Defence Force here has a bit of a history of that. If you think back to the Super Hornet purchase, where some of those were bought to be growlers, eventually they were pre-wired for them. And I guess some were converted or they ended up actually buying a separate fleet in the end, I think, didn't they? Correct. And we're, you know, we're getting an extra one to replace the one that went boing at, uh, <laughs> you know, Red Flag it's a few years back when it uh, a small a small subsystem on the engine blew up and took out the whole damned engine and eventually took took out the whole airframe. So, yeah, we're buying another one from the Navy. Actually, we may have to increase that order of 12 to 13 because, unfortunately, um, we lost one on 
operations up in the Philippine Sea this week. Yeah, within less than a week of them uh, saying that, hey, look, we're going to buy some more Romeos, we lost one. So, yeah, uh, chalk this one up. Uh, This was a real definite crash into the sea kind of situation, but fortunately the guys got out. All three crew members were recovered. Uh, So a uh, Romeo operating off HMAS Brisbane was in the Philippine Sea working with another ship, the uh, Waramunga, and uh, unfortunately on a night cruise as they were working the night sea, something went wrong. They, I, I'm guessing they did an auto rotation because the guys got out fine. A bit of, you know, medical and um, minor injuries was reported, but uh, they were in the water and picked up, and they're now searching for uh, for the wreckage. They actually stopped all Romeo flights, all the MH60Rs stopped flying across the whole of the Royal Australian Navy, but within less than a week they were up and flying again. So it indicates it probably wasn't a maintenance error, but we're not 100% sure yet what went wrong. The main thing, of course, is that the three crew member on board uh, that aircraft uh, were rescued uh, by a crew from HMAS Brisbane. So uh, it's really great to know that they're safe and that's the main thing. We can replace that airframe at some point. Uh, the question now is, um, you know, will they send a uh, one of the ones that's uh, sitting over on the east coast? That's a, a long way to transit. But, uh, maybe, they, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Hey, stick it in the back of a C-17, get it out there and uh, fly it onto the ship. But yes, Warramunga and uh, Brisbane. Brisbane, of course, is the second of the three Hobart-class guided missile destroyers that we're running. So a bit of firepower up there. But yes, oops, just when you order 12, maybe you need 13. That's called a baker's dozen, you know. Yes, exactly. Well, I'm impressed that you know that, Grant. I used to work with bakers doing software for them. But anyhow, moving on. Uh, no, I, I eat a lot of bakery products. Oh, just, yes, don't just, we both. Just have, just have a look at me anyway. <laughs> hey, moving on. Moving on. Now, of course, here we are in Australia in the world's largest prison island. Nobody's been allowed to leave for, for, for eons for nearly two years, but uh – well, Qantas have announced that uh, with some easing of restrictions, particularly announced in New South Wales this week, uh, an ambitious plan to start limited international flights again from 1st of November. That's interesting. I wonder if that's, uh, you know, like I said, a bit ambitious. Well, you know, here's the deal. So the new Premier of New South Wales, that's the state governor for you in the US, um, he turned around and he said, hey, we're opening up New South Wales. We're going to open up the international borders as well. Everyone's welcome. Not just Australian citizens and residents and visa holders, but also the tourists. Everyone, come to New South Wales. Pile in. We want your money. Uh, within about six hours, the um, federal government and the prime minister went, oh, uh, no, that's just Australian citizens, residents and immediate family, not tourists. Back off the rest of you from overseas. But it brought forward to November 1st, the date that Australians could come back home. So Qantas is, of course, immediately jumping on that and saying, hey, we were talking about uh, opening up our international flights later in November, maybe December. We're going to bring it forward to uh, November 1st. And we've got this bunch of 787s sitting around. But now I'm pretty sure they're going to be very dang flat out bringing up to speed their A380 crews. Yeah, in this press release, they're saying they're planning initially to operate up to uh, five return flights a week from Sydney to London and up to four return flights a week from Sydney to Los Angeles with the Dreamliners. Now, I note with interest, Grant, on the uh, the mainstream media news tonight, there's been some, uh, well, 
shall we call it, native advertising dressed up as news. But I thought it was interesting because it was uh, basically Qantas focused and uh, they've had uh, some camera crews over there to the desert over there in California or wherever it is where nine of Qantas's 12 A380s are currently being stored and it was all about um, their plans to get those aircraft back in the air. So I don't know. I, I I kind of wonder whether they'll actually ever bring their A380s back, whether it will ever be economic, but uh, they certainly seem like they're planning it, so who knows? They were talking about bringing two of them online, but I think they're going to bring on more. But interestingly, not mentioned in that, is the most popular interested route out of and back to Australia, which is, call it Sydney to Delhi, but Australia to Delhi and return. There is a lot of interest from Australians in India and Australians here in Australia wanting to go back and forth with India. So that's going to be an interesting one to watch because they haven't mentioned very much about that at all. And don't forget, Qantas deferred three new 787 Dreamliners that they were going to take during the time of COVID. So I think they're going to suddenly turn around and go, yeah, we'll take them now because they're going to need them, assuming that everyone jumps on this and says yes and totally forgets about the fact that our Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade is not yet turning any uh, foreign country, aside from New Zealand, down from a level four, do not travel, to a level three or below, which means that you won't be able to get insurance. Uh, By the way, your flights there and back are exorbitantly expensive. Uh, The prices are huge at the moment because there's not a lot of margin and so on. And all the other things... Look, it's great. I think good on them. Go for it. But I, for one, am not planning any foreign travel until at least middle of next year, probably well beyond. And this is me who used to travel everywhere, all over the place, all over the time. Mm, That is true. Um, Anyone who knows Grant knows that he does uh, more trips between Melbourne and Canberra than most Virgin Australia pilots do in a lifetime. (laughs) Well, that was trips around Australia, not just between Melbourne and Canberra, but yes, there were a lot of (laughs) Melbourne and Canberra, but also Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide and a few others. But hey, hey, speaking of Virgin... They're uh, going to get back to their international flights to Fiji. Mm. Interesting. And, yeah, you, you got a feel for these airlines that have, you know, particularly here in Australia where they really rely on the tourist dollar and Fiji is a huge market for Australian travel. And Fiji is a country that relies almost solely on international tourism, so they'd be very keen for it. They've had uh, huge problems over there with uh, COVID-19, just like everybody else. So interesting to see that Virgin have also uh, said that they're looking uh, probably from mid-December. Uh, they'll be looking at uh, some flights across there. So, well, we'll see how that goes. They're going Buluratu, come over to Fiji. Hey, and, you know, I don't blame anyone, but to be honest, as most people know who have been to Fiji and understand the whole Pacific Island environment, go in winter, don't go in summer because summer it can get really wet and really uh, interesting. But you go in winter and it is divine. Yeah, well, uh, my tip is that once they open those up, they'll have no trouble filling those flights because there's a lot of people here, I might say myself included, who'd really like to go for a holiday somewhere (laughs) besides my driveway out the front. Well, on that thought, that's everything we have for this year's Australia Desk. I don't know, Grant. I think we might come back and do this a little more regularly. This has been kind of fun. Oh, we've said this before, but, you know, then we got distracted with lockdowns and politics and all the other stuff. Mm. So, But I, for one, really would like to come back. All right. Well, in that case, we'll aim to do that in another couple of weeks' time from now. But until then, I'm Steve Vischer, he's Grant McHeron, and we'll talk to you again soon. Cheers, everyone.